Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh, holy and loving God, we thank you for your story. A story that, that it goes through generations, it goes through centuries, it goes through uh, just time and time. And sometimes it's, it's hard for us to grasp that story as our story. But today that's why you gave us the Holy Spirit. So your story can become our story. And then we take the opportunity to share that story with those around us. So, Lord, as we grasp a hold of the story that you have given us, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, so we are in week four of our series on encountering the Spirit. Uh, and I, I hope and I pray that as we have been encountering the Holy Spirit, we have the opportunity to, to fully grasp the love and grace that God has for us. First of all, by, by giving us his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to, to rise again so that we may have life and have it abundantly, but also by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit how that Holy Spirit continues to guide us and lead us and and, and comfort us and and give us the ability to fully know and grasp the love of Jesus Christ. I think it's important for us to remember, especially the words in in Ephesians chapter 1, verse verse 13, that reminds us that the Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance. When we talk about that, what that means to me is that, that we have been given this gift, that, that this Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity to step into a full life and love from our Creator. That this gift is something that is extremely precious to us, and it's something that we should, we should hold on to, but there's something important that we must remember about this gift. Pastor Carolyn Moore, who, who is doing this study that we're doing on Wednesdays called Encounter the Spirit, she, she writes that in all spiritual trans, transactions, there's a swap. That, that God will, God's will as to us, well, let me stop, say that over again. God will give, God has something to give to us, but we must in turn surrender something for him to impart something better. I'm going to try to reword that again to hopefully make that make more sense than what I just muttered out. See, we have this spiritual transaction that that God wants to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit and all that the Holy Spirit has for us, but what we must do is we must let go of things. We must let go of our own agendas we, we must let go of our own ideas so that we can receive 
what the Holy Spirit has for each and every one of us. I was trying to think of a way to, to talk about what that looks like, and, and I would think about when our, our grandson Samuel was, was small, was like one years old, and we'd be celebrating a birthday or, or, or Christmas, and, and Sam would, would open up a gift, and he would grab so tight of that gift that when it came time for him to receive another gift, he, he wouldn't let it go. He, he wanted to hold on to the gift that he already had. And he didn't want to exchange it for, for something else, something else that may have been beautiful and wonderful and true for him. We have a tendency to do that in our own lives. We have these things that we want to hold on to, that, that we would much rather keep to ourselves than receive what it is that God has for us the true and beautiful things that, that God wants us to, to live into as his children. Last week we talked about how the Spirit is a teacher and, and how important it is for us to take time to learn what God has for us. And it was a reminder that, that we need to be teachable. We all don't know everything. I know that I know a whole lot less than, than I should know, but I, I hopefully I, I open myself up so that I can be taught by the Holy Spirit. And it's also important that we remain teachable, but we take time to, to listen for nudges. And I hope you had the opportunity to listen and, and felt the nudging of the Holy Spirit this past week so that you could fully live in to the grace that God has given you. Today we're going to continue our series talking about the fruit of the Spirit, but before we get to the fruit of the Spirit, I want us to take a look a little bit forward in the passage in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 13 through 15, where Paul writes, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. That last line always makes me pause and gives me opportunities to stop and think about how I want to, to force sometimes my way on others, or I want to make sure that people know what I have and what I want, that it's so easy for me just to be so loud and obnoxious, which in turn bites and devours those around me. And as soon as I do that, I realize that there are relationships that, that can be fractured or, or, or broken because I, I want to hold on so tight and I fail to release other things to God. You know, we're coming up on the uh, 4th of July weekend. And I remember at the beginning of the year, there were several things that people looked forward to. That, 
Cinco de Mayo was actually going to be on Taco Tuesday. The 4th of July is actually going to be on a, a Saturday, which would give people more opportunity to, to celebrate the freedoms that we have. But in this strange year of 2020, all things have just been turned upside down. So I think it's important for us to talk about this first part of Paul's verse when he talks about how we were called to be free. Each and every one of us, we are called to be free, but we should not use the freedom we have to indulge in those things that are harmful to us. We should not use the freedom we have to to push other people down. We shouldn't use the freedoms that we have to, to, to indulge in things that, that divide us, that, that makes us less than who we are. It reminds me of a, a quote from Morgan Freeman in the movie Bruce Almighty. When Bruce is standing there in front of Morgan Freeman, who's playing God and and. He says, I just wanted to give everybody what they wanted. And Morgan Freeman says, since when does anyone have a clue about what they want? See, it's so easy for us to to, to stand and, and to shout and to be loud and to be angry about those things that we want when, my friends, the matter of fact is we really don't know what we want. See, that's the good news. That, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity to hear and to know what exactly it is that we not want, but what it is that we actually need. Paul continues in verse 16 by saying, Walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. We, we, we live with this conflict, and, and when we try to walk in the conflict, we see that it just builds more and more conflict. When we try to, to push forward in the conflicts that we have around us, we, we fail to take the opportunity to stop and listen to those nudges of the Holy Spirit. We fail to stop and listen to our neighbors that God has called us to listen and to love. We stop listening and we don't hear what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. And this brings us to our scripture for this morning from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26, where, where Paul gives us an example of what it means to fully live in the Spirit by giving us a list of what the fruit of the Spirit is. Paul writes, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law that those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. See how, how we started at the very beginning of this passage, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, where, where Paul is reminding us of our freedom. But then he reminds us at the very end to not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. When we live with the, with the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we can then fully see the love that God has for us and for each other. So the question may be, how do we, how do we gain or how do we get this fruit of the Spirit? That's really a bad question to ask. And the reason why I say that is because the, spirit, the fruit of the Spirit isn't something that we can grasp or attain for ourselves, but the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of God's work in our lives. When we are obedient to the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is not our own strength, but it is a gift given to us to live out as disciples of Jesus Christ. It, it, it draws us closer to Jesus, and it helps us to find ways to interact with our neighbors. See, when we live in the fruit of the Spirit, we must know that it's a process, and it's something that doesn't fully bloom over night. Now, we'll see bits and pieces of that spirit taking flight and, and becoming a part of, of who we are. But when we see that step by step, those blossoms and, and, and blooms that helps us grow closer to our Savior and to those around us. J.D. Greer has a blog, and he was writing about the fruit of the Spirit, and I loved how he talked about this. And, and I saw myself in this little passage that I wanted to share with you. He writes that some Christians' approach to spiritual growth, growth is like stapling roses to a dead rose bush. But stapling roses on a dead plant doesn't fix the real problem. In the same way, you won't grow spiritually by trying to add love, joy, peace, and everything else to your life. You can only do it by, by dry, diving your roots deep into Christ. And that the more that you embrace his love and promises in the gospel, the more spiritual fruit will appear naturally in your lives. I think one of the dangers of, of Western Christianity is that we want to put on this, this perfect face. We want to take those rose petals that are, are sprinkled around us and, and try to staple them back onto the plant so that we look good. But the fact of the matter is, is when we do that, we're just covering up death. 
we're, we're just covering up the, the ugliness and, and, and the, the uh, angriness in our own bodies, and we fail to allow the good, beautiful, and true things of God to fully live inside of us. And that means at times we must die. We must realize that our lives must be laid down so that others may be lifted up. We must take opportunity to, to, to dig deep our roots into who Jesus is so that he may be lifted up in our lives. So then we are filled with the love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So my friends, as we continue to allow the gift of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, let us then live as God's children. Let us pray. Oh God, you are our rock and you are our fortress. And as we take the opportunity just to, to pause, to, to fully treasure this down payment of our inheritance in the Spirit, as we take time to stop and be teachable and listen, help us to start seeing that fruit of the Spirit bubble up in us so that we can truly share that fruit with others. God, guide us and lead us so that we may become more teachable. Guide us and lead us so that we may reach out to our neighbors and allow your love to guide us. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus, our Lord. Amen.